Transition is a process that requires strength and courage, and that means we need strong faith muscles. Well, I've been blessed with so many things. God's been good to me. the only reason I 
Hey everyone, I want to share this verse with you from Habakkuk that's really been encouraging me lately. It's in chapter 2, verse 14, and it says, For the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So this is extremely encouraging to me. The glory is God's favor. It's His presence. And this is a promise in the Word that this is going to happen one day. Why not believe that it could happen now? Why not believe that it could cover this part of the earth today? And I've just been letting this truth fill and touch every part of my life. Let's meditate on this and receive this together. Let's pray. Father, we believe in your favor and your presence that you have assigned this earth to be a place that gets covered in it. May the knowledge of your goodness supersede the knowledge of everything else, whether it's worries, troubles. Father, your glory come. Be present in this place. Fill our homes, fill our hearts and our families. We thank you for your promises. We put our faith, we put our trust in your promises once again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Aloha, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another online edition of our Sunday service. We're so glad you're here with us, whether you're here in Hawaii or abroad. So uh, let me just tell you a few things that are going on this weekend. So uh, this weekend, the youth group are at a camp. So I appreciate if you guys would pray over them. They're going to have a wonderful time. You just fellowship together and really just getting into God, uh, God's presence and his word. So pray over them on that. Uh, the other thing is our Sunday fun day is continuing going on and doing really, really well. And so if you're interested in going, they're going to be on this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Magic Island in town. It's a really, really beautiful place. It's one of my most favorite parks to go. And the third thing actually also happening is this Sunday is our homeless outreach where we have it at Kapilani Bandstand. And it's a beautiful, beautiful time where we just get to love on these amazing guests who come and we just serve them food. We just serve them smiles. We just love on them. And if they want prayer, we're happy to pray for them and give them prophetic words and healing as well. And so if you're interested in that, feel free to contact me and I would love to have you come and just bless these amazing, amazing people. So, although we're not able to meet at the moment, there are other things that are going on where we are meeting, particularly our Ahana groups. Um, just this past Friday, um, our Ahana group, we meet kind of sometimes virtually on Zoom and sometimes in person. Um, but God still shows up in either ways. And this past Friday, one woman was really um, complaining about her back pain. And guess what? We prayed over her and she was healed, completely healed. The next day, she texted us and said it is still healed, that she could really continue to perform her functions, take care of house things and dance with her husband, which she loves to do. So God is so faithful. So if you're not connected in any way, I encourage you to go to our website, check out the Ahana groups listed there, contact our leaders, and we would love to have you get connected and plugged in. What I actually encourage is if you're not really plugged in, go check out different groups, as much groups as you want and as you can, and the Lord will really speak to your heart of where you want to, where He actually would want you to be really uh, connected and integrated in. And it is a beautiful, beautiful uh, time uh, of connecting in community especially during these a lot of uh, strange times. So 
right? Um, but when, let's continue on with our tithes and our offerings. It's definitely a form of worship when we can trust the Lord with all that He has given us because everything belongs to Him. And so if you are a regular member of Blue Water, uh, please feel free to give as the Lord leads you and go on our website to find out all the different ways you can. But if you're here just checking us out, visiting, or just using this as a way to just bless your own spirit and your heart, please feel no obligation to give, all right? We're going to continue on with our sermon series of what does faith get you when in different situations and circumstances. And today, Julie Olson will be talking about what does faith get you when you're in a transition. I think all of us can relate to that. But if we go to, uh, before we go to Julie, let's get uh, a little word in from our senior pastor, Jordan. Aloha everyone. Uh, quite naturally, we've been getting a lot of questions here in the office from the congregation about when we might be able to meet together as a whole family again. Uh, legally, we are able to meet together as a church, uh, but we are in continued discussions with our landlord, Palama Settlement, about what it would take for them to allow us to meet as a whole congregation. And those discussions are ongoing, uh, but they're proceeding a bit more slowly. Uh, than, than we would like. Um, that said, we're looking for alternative means. This week alone, uh, people on the staff had conversations with, I think, 13 different places, um, prospective uh, you know, landlords or sellers, uh, trying to find alternative space uh, for us to meet. All we really need is a place that's accessible to people from wherever around the island they're coming from and allows us a little extra space uh, on the side because we want to, the kids uh, to meet uh, as well as the adult congregation. Um, those conversations, some of them are ongoing, so you can keep that in prayer. Uh, we're trying very hard and we'll keep you posted on any developments. I know it's a little bit discouraging not to be able to meet as a whole family, uh, but God bless you for uh, doing what you can to foment community wherever you are in your neighborhoods, in your Ohana groups, uh, your families and workplaces. Uh, thank you for all that you do. Uh, we will um, be happy to answer any other questions that you want to send to the office during the interim. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Hello, Blue Water. It's good to be with you again this morning. We're in the middle of a series right now on what does faith get you when dot, dot, dot. And we've been hearing from a lot of folks in our community and how they're doing faith when they're tired, when they're poor, when they're rich. How does faith inform us when we're disempowered, when we're tired, when we're free, when we're waiting for a breakthrough from God? wonderful um, podcasts. If you don't know, we've got those online. So if you've missed anything, go back and see them because and watch them. It's been some really rich and deep faith challenging things. Today, I want to share about what does faith get you when you're in transition? And we are in a time of transition, like none of us can escape that right now, right? There's huge transitions happening in our world. And it's requiring a certain kind of faith in this time. We're having to make shifts and changes and decisions without really um, the choice, right? We're being forced to in some ways. So I think it's also an invitation to reflect on our faith. Is it deep enough? Is it working well with what we're facing right now? Are we gonna be able to weather these transitions well? Because that's where we wanna go, right? We wanna come through it well. 
Uh, I think for those who, of us who are followers of Jesus, it's especially important right now um, to be strong and courageous because with uh, moving through the transitions and being the people of faith in the world, like we are the ones who are carrying God's presence and carrying his goodness. And if we're moving in strength and courage and moving into what he has for us, it's gonna be good and he's gonna be with us and we can display that for people. So I think going through, like faith requires muscles, right? It's a muscle and we have to practice it. And so there's a, um, there's a, a sense that like if we haven't been displaying that muscle or using that muscle and getting it ready, then transition hits and we're struggling. So in order to move through it well, we got to have our muscles in shape. And I think it exposes uh, some of maybe the places we've atrophied a little. And it's surfacing things in us that um, we need to look at and reflect on. So how are you doing in these transitions right now? How are you really doing? And I'd really like to spend this next 20 or so minutes um, inviting you to think about what influences are happening in your life. Like what are you allowing to influence you and um, what's been your faith response and practice during these transitions. So I'd like um, together to take a look at one of the major transitions in the history of Israel's people. So it was a, um, it's one of the most epic stories in history. And the first book of the Bible is Genesis. And then the next four books describe this period in the history of the Israelites of what they went through. And there were like fat transitions. So um, they were enslaved for 400 plus years by the Egyptians. And then God called Moses to do this crazy way of, of liberating them out of that. And then we read in Deuteronomy that it, it, from when they got across the Red Sea to where they were going into the land that God was promising them, to, would have taken 11 days. Like that journey was 11 days, but it, instead they were 40 years in the desert, in the wilderness. And so I, I think about like what, when you're transitioning from being enslaved and broken and you know that awful season or period in their history to go into this promise of a land that's free, you can settle, you know, everything is different. Like there's some major transitions that have to happen internally with our faith and externally. So I venture to think that maybe that 40 years that they traveled around the desert, there was a, some things that God needed to sow into their faith muscles and some things he wanted to pull out of them from what they lived through to what they were going into, like the change from one thing to another. In this huge transition, like we can look at what the leaders did, but it's also important to look at um, what the rest of the community did, because there were hundreds of thousands of people in the desert. They never knew how long they'd stay in one camp. Some say they, they moved 42 times in 40 years, setting up camp, putting it back down. Others say less, but whatever the number is, like it was a lot. And they never knew if they stayed for a week or years. Um, and they also like didn't bring food. They didn't have stores. <laughs> Um, and they, God really provided every single day for their needs, their provision. And they weren't even allowed to like save some bread for next day. They, it was like every single day. And I would imagine that over time, year after year, seeing God come through every single day for them, that it was building faith muscles in them. It was helping them to become strong and courageous and shifting from enslaved and powerless into who God wanted them to be. 
So towards the end of that wandering time, um, Moses wasn't going to be allowed to go into the new land that God had promised. It's another whole story. But um, so he knew that his time was coming to end and it was getting ready to go out of the wilderness and into the land that God was promising them. So and, and Moses had a tent of meeting. So I, I love this. Like you read, it, it was a place he'd go and he'd go in there and he'd have these dialogues with God. And we have these beautiful like story paragraphs of like what he said to God, what God said to him, like this really interactive dialogue kind of relationship. And then, and so he would go in that tent, he'd inquire of God what to do, get the plan. Maybe it was for a day, maybe it was for a year. And, and he inquired of God of who to lead the people next going into the new land. So he, um, he goes in and I want to read in um, Numbers 27, um, the dialogue that Moses has with God. Then Moses spoke to the Lord saying, May the Lord, the God of the spirits of humanity, appoint a man over the congregation who will go out and come in before them and lead them out and bring them in so that the congregation of the Lord will not be like sheep that have no shepherd. So the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit and, your and lay your hand on him and have him stand before Eliza the priest and before all the congregation and commission him in their sight. And you shall put some of your authority on him so that all the congregation of the sons of Israel will obey him. So there's this beautiful commissioning in front of the whole community. I'm going out, Joshua's the man, and, and he's gonna be the one who will take you into the next transition. And just a little bit of background about Joshua. So he'd been a close assistant and servant of Moses, and, and as um, Moses had, backtrack a bit, Moses had um, settled the people in the tri their tribes. So there were 12 tribes and there was a leader over each tribe. So that's kind of how it was organized. And so those leaders were key in helping them move around and getting them ready and, and moving. Um, so Joshua was part of that. He's the leader of one of the 12 tribes. And he was a military guy. We see that. He'd go into battle, whoop up, kick butt. And he was also a spy. There's one little story where Moses sends um, the 12 tribe leaders to go and spy out the land to see like how, you know, what's gonna be like, what are we gonna be facing? And 10 of those guys, they go with the eyes of fear. They go and they're terrified by what they see. Joshua and other guy, Caleb, they went in and they saw with the eyes of faith. And so when they go back to the community to report what they'd seen, the 10 guys just like rolled over the community with fear. And the whole hundreds of thousands of people were seized with fear and they literally wanted to go back to slavery. Like, how does that happen? Maybe maybe because it was they knew what to expect or I'm not really sure what all that was about. But but you could see the fear response was palpable. And then Joshua stepped in. He's like, no, God's got a place for us. It's a promise. He's going to be with us and we got to be strong and courageous. So we see that interaction happening. So we knew he was a spy. Pretty good one. And and then um, when it came time for the commissioning, Five different times from three different sources, Joshua gets the word, be strong and courageous. Like that's what you're gonna need, strong and courageous. Um, Moses tells him that when he's commissioning him. And then Joshua has a tent of meeting. He sets up one, had a good example, smart thing. He goes into the tent of meeting and, so, and, and starts inquiring of God, like how am I gonna lead these people? What do we need in this time? What's next? And God says to him three different times in that tent, be strong and courageous. The second time, be strong and very courageous. And then I want to read the third time. 
This is God speaking to Joshua. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Like how cool is that to enter into this leadership knowing that God's going to be with him wherever he goes. It's like something you can, you know, put on your forehead, put it on your mirror. Um, so it, and then the, um, the, his leaders, he's sharing with his leaders what the plan is for the, the next um, movement. And they tell him, be strong and courageous. So even his people are like, we need someone who's strong and courageous to lead us in this. And, and I think that that's really the key here. So I want to kind of dial into uh, what it means to be strong and courageous. So I want to look at these two words and pick them apart a little bit. And I also like, why these two things? I think of that, like, why not be a strong leader or a wise leader or compassionate or motivational or gifted leader, but no, strong and courage. And, and I wonder if some of it is because Moses had been leading those folks and he knew how broken they were and he knew what they needed and that strong, strength and courage were gonna be part of what he needed for them. And obviously God knew what had gone before and what was coming and that's what God rolled out over him, strong, strength and courage. Um, so when I think of strong, what does it mean to be strong? And I, I think of like standing strong in the face of adversity, holding fast when things are crazy. Um, and I also think of a lot of humility, like it takes a lot of humility to be strong and when, and, and recognizing where our strength comes from. And I, I think we see that in Joshua, we see it in Moses, where they went in that tent of meeting to get the strength from God. And so I, I am, encourage us to have our own tent of meeting, like have that place where we're going to God for these things. So um, the, the humility to also know our weaknesses is important. And, uh, and we need also like people of influence in our lives who can model this stuff for us, strong in their example, in their actions. And we want to be that for each other, don't we? Like, I want to be strong and courageous for those around me. I want to be strong and courageous for those who are going through things. So I, and I, I often in my sermons share a lot about um, loving people well, because that's my jam. That's, that's where I live, trying, trying to do that to the best of my ability. But I really sense that in this season, what we need is strength and courage. And love will be at the center of that. But I feel like that's what God's calling us to, is that we need to be strong and courageous. I'm going to keep saying those words. Um, and I, I, um, I, during the shutdown, I've spent a lot of time alone, as many of us have. Like, you know, we're not meeting. And, and in that time, I've sensed a, a shift that God's wanting me to transition in some of the way that I lead. And I'm going to share a little bit more about that, but I've been on the faith journey for 35 years. And when transitions have hit me the hardest, getting my strength from God is what has gotten me through them. So um, let's move on to courage, courageous. What does it mean to be courageous? Um, I think it involves an active posture, uh, going after what's required and needed and doing it even though I might be afraid, like moving anyway. And we've had a really rough time as a community since the shutdown. It's been a, a, over a year and a half now. And, and weathering this shutdown has not been easy for us. We, people are longing together, we're missing one another, and it's been tough to um, weather this with folks and to keep moving through the transition 
and keeping people encouraged and speaking encouragement to one another. Uh, and so I think as we are stepping into the transition and moving through it, we got to muster courage and strength. So I just want to give a couple of practical reflections and a little bit of my own story with this. And, and I think reflection is a really important piece of transition. So looking back and, and looking at what's gone before in my life is so important for where I am in the process and the new thing that I'm going into, because that's what transition does. It's moving from one place to another. So when I, when I, um, reflect on on the last 10 years that I've been at Blue Water and been involved here, it's been really important for me to sit with God and say, how do you view what's transpired? How did I do with my leadership? How did I do with loving people? How did I do with being strong? And and I've I've noted, you know, God's fully willing to let me see what my weaknesses are and as well the things that he delights in about what I've done. And that for me is golden. So the reflection time is really important in transition, looking back and framing what's happened so that as we move in, we have God's heart on it. We have his mind. We have his sense of what it was because that will free us to then move into the courageous next thing. It'll help us keep trying. If we get stuck in how we look at stuff and it's not quite right or a little twisted, it can mess us up. So I think it's really important for us to really dig in and say, especially since we have some time and a pause, to spend that time going into the tent of meeting and saying, God, how, how are you looking at this? How are you looking at my past and my life? And I, I was kind of reflecting, gosh, I really wish I had a, a super recent story of moving through transition and I'm in my promised land um, and, and just not there yet. So full disclosure, like I'm in a really big transition time right now. And I've been sharing with you guys for over four years that my boat's almost ready and my gosh, it's almost ready. So. <laughs> Um, as I'm preparing, um, I've been sensing that I'm going to be transitioning out of some of my leadership things. And that has been really hard for me. It's been a real struggle because the things I've been a part of, I've given my heart, I've birthed some things, I've labored, blood, sweat, tears. I've really sewn into some things that I absolutely love. And to think about handing those over to someone else has been really hard but I've known that it needed to happen and God has given me a heads up. And so I've been on the lookout, like who, because part of transitioning well for me is transitioning well, like handing it over to somebody who can, who can take it um, to the next thing. So as I've simmered over this and thought about like supernatural ministry is one of the, might been my kuleana for um, a number of years. And I have pretty regularly said, all right, God, I know I'm transitioning. So who, do you have for this? And, and I've, um, we shared, Lila and I shared a, a month or two ago that we are transitioning supernatural ministry to her. And we've done that. Um, but I just want to share a little bit more about that because it's been a real um, important like picture of transition. I think it's a good example. So I saw God's hand on her. I've spent time with her. I've done like night watches with her where we're like praying for three hours in the middle of the night during 24 hour prayer. And you can really see what someone's heart is like when you do that. And so I've, I've, seeing God's hand on her and um, her leadership, her character. And so I was secretly hoping, I hope it's her God. I hope it's her. And I kept praying that like, you know, and, and can I ask her? And I kept getting this sense of not yet. And I don't know why. I, I think because God's timing is, is the thing, right? 
So I, um, and then little did I know that God was preparing her. So over time he was getting her ready to step into a new thing. Uh, so I, I am so grateful that I can, could transition those things that I've loved and cared for over to someone who can take them and run. Um, that's been a beautiful thing for me. And what's coming next for me, it's still uncertain. And I think that's my next point. So first one, like, let's reflect. And, the, and secondly, let's be okay with waiting. And it's not a passive waiting where we're sitting around waiting, but it's an active waiting. So like with the Supernatural Ministries, I was actively in my prayer tent with God saying, you know, I know you want to transition this, so who do you have? So yeah, I think that um, that was a faith muscle I was exercising and believing that God had somebody and then praying, praying for them and praying that in. Um, another thing I am sensing in a sh is a shift for me in transition in this time is that I... I, as I notice um, Joshua's story and Moses' story, like they went in the tent to get marching orders like every time they needed it. And I am, I've been trying to develop that kind of practice in my, in my life, in my prayer life. But in looking back, like I, maybe I, I'll seek God for a week or a month or a year, but not a daily, not a daily download. And I'm, I've been, learning to practice that to get way more immediate each day like God, oh, what do you have today and i'm and i'm i know that there's going to be fruit from it because i'm learning to hear from him even more closely and that's been so beautiful and important for my journey but i've also had to be okay in the waiting because i don't know what's next and i think there's a there's an element to it of um we don't really know like god's not really showing the outcome or what it's going to look like and that's part of the faith thing, right? We don't really know what it's gonna look like next, but we know we're supposed to act and do something. So the third thing is the timing, like sensing God's timing as we are transitioning to the next thing, um, sensing God's timing. And that is um, really going for it when he senses, when you sense that it's time. And I often don't feel ready Quite, you know, it's, it has that element of, oh, oh crap, here we go. I'm going to step into this. Don't know where it's going. Don't know what it's going to be like. I know how dangerous it can be out on the water in the sea with like 12 people on board and your engine breaks. You know, that's not good. So there's this, but I know I'm supposed to do it. And I know God's going to be with me. Um, and I know the timing will be right. So I want to now just share, a, like there have been a lot of strong and courageous moves on people at Blue Water. And I wanna just share a list of people and I know I won't hit everybody. So if I've missed your story, please um, send it in to me. But I just wanna highlight a bunch of folks who've been really moving in strength and courage during this pandemic, during all the turmoil in the world. And there's like a bunch of families, the Hefners, the Eliasons, Dean and Laura Wang, the Mitsudas, the Yips, the Lindens, are, have all either had babies or are getting ready to have a baby during a global pandemic. That takes a lot of courage. Um, Angie Gibbons launched a new business called Dawn. You can download the app. It has a wonderful daily practice exercise as well as other resources for spiritual growth. I've personally encountered God in new and fresh ways in my prayer life as I've used the app. Good job, Angie. Lila stepping into leadership, supernatural ministries during, you know, so much upheaval. Like that's strength and courage. Quack, quack has stepped into the executive pastor role 
in a time of so like uncertainty and you're killing it with strength and you're killing it with courage and it's such a privilege to be walking with you in this you're just it's it's exemplifying what i'm talking about today so yeah um and then i think of like evan eliason right at the beginning of the pandemic he started salty crew bunch of guys every weekend just about you know they're helping people move stuff taking junk out of their house you know they're they're serving the community and it's been a beautiful thing and it takes you know courage to do that like there's no one knew how dangerous this pandemic was but they're roll up with their masks and you know helping people he also has stepped into worship and he's brought some unity and some encouragement and bringing people together and doing a beautiful thing with those amazing musicians that we get to see every week uh, Mindy Swanson, she transitioned from an Indonesian missionary to a missionary of middle schoolers at HBA. And that's like those kids are so, so lucky, so privileged, so blessed to have her in that role with them now. And Jordan and Sonia, they have sent their firstborn off into the world. Like that's a huge transition for a family. And Jojo is doing wonderfully. So good to hear about that. Um, Karen Lee, she's another one who I, she's in all the prayer meetings I've been part of and I've seen her prayer life grow. I've seen her ability to step in between and make things happen. It's been beautiful to watch. And she's also sent her daughter off into college this year, empty nest. Um, that's a huge transition and she's doing it with grace and strength and love. Uh, and then also Danny Espiritu, like she is killing it on her dissertation to finish her doctorate at UH. She's also accepted a role um, with InterVarsity and she's caring for her grandma regularly who's um, getting up there in years. So just, just good job, Blue Water. You have been exemplifying strength and courage in this time. And so proud of you, so thankful to be part of this community with you. So in closing, um, just, I urge you and encourage you three things. Do some reflection, some self-reflection in this time. Where you've been, dig in and ask God how he sees what's gone before you. Lean into the waiting, but do it actively. Don't sit back and wait for things to get back to normal because it's not gonna work well. Lean into the waiting. And then finally be strong and courageous in going into the new thing because God is with us and we wanna be the ones who are carrying his presence, exemplifying what it means to be people of faith. The world needs this bad and we are the ones to, to step up and strongly and courageously live out our faith so people can see what it's like and see God's goodness in us. So I bless you with strength and courage. Let's pray. Father, I invite you to settle over each one listening right now. God, I ask that you would do something powerful and new that you'd breathe strength and courage into everyone who needs it right now, into every situation that's difficult, every transition that's hard and, and hard to navigate. Come, Lord Jesus, we pray you would come and settle. I pray you'd come and settle over each one and deposit that faith. Deposit glimpses of how you see their lives, how you see what's transpired, and glimpses of what you're calling us into. Each one, Lord, would you do that now? 
give glimpses into what you have next and a whole lot of strength in the meantime. In Christ's name, amen. Another fantastic sermon by Julie. I love that because in transitional times is actually when we have to trust the Lord the most because we have no idea how it's going to move from one place to another. It's filled with times that are difficult um, and things that often feel out of our control. So I thought that sermon was great, especially for what we're all going through right now. If you feel like you're going through a transitional time um, and you want some prayer to get through that, please, please, please uh, go to bluewatermission.org slash pray and type in your prayer request. And if you want somebody to follow up with you and pray with you, they can do that. You just gotta write that in the request. Um, otherwise, let me pray for you guys to have a great week. So Jesus, I just thank you so much that you are the God of our transitions. You're the God that is always there, that can always be leaned on, um, and that times of transition actually force us to trust you even more. Um, because we have to put it in your hands. So I just pray that whatever anybody in the church or a part of our Blue Water Ohana is holding on to this week, I pray that they would let it go into your hands and that they would trust you. If it's a transition or if it's something else that they're holding on to, I pray that they would be able to open up their hands right now and trust you with whatever it is. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week.